Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell. As always, we're here to bring you the latest information for guys before, during, and after divorce and everything related to family law. We do that twice each week on a podcast just like this. Encourage you to continue to subscribe to this podcast. You'll be alerted to the updates as we get them twice every week. And then check out CordellCordell.com because you want to sign up for the next virtual town hall coming up in June, where you can, if you haven't done it before, you can log in live, uh, see a panel of Cordell attorneys talk about uh, an issue. Uh, like this month, we talked about the Bill Gates celebrity divorce, which was really interesting and how the very same issues for those who have $130 billion can apply if you have $130. And so it was a really interesting town hall, but best of all, you can log in and ask questions and get answers live during that town hall. So you're going to want to log in and register. It's free. It's complimentary. You can join in for as long as you want next in June. So check that out at CordellCordell.com. And keep in mind that not only in the podcast, the town halls and all those events, we can't give you legal advice. It's educational and informational and no attorney-client relationship is established. So just keep that in mind because the best thing for that is a consult. And that is just spend an hour with an attorney at Cordell and Cordell from around the country including our offices in the United Kingdom. Uh, you can do that by going to Cordell Cordell, scheduling a consult or giving us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. So today, let's talk a little bit about custody concerns prior to getting a court order, prior to getting into court. That's always of interest. And joining us out of Baltimore is Matthew. Welcome. Thank you, Scott. Welcome. So let's talk about that. There's a particular relevant statute. It's 5-203 in Maryland, where you are licensed. Uh, that kind of controls, my understanding is, how custody is treated before court interjects and puts into an order. So maybe let's start there. What is that statute? And I know guys around the country will find a relevant statute just like this for them. So yeah, 5-203 of the, of the family law article um, kind of controls what custody what, what custody means before it gets established by the court before there before there are any problems. But it also um, dictates what happens kind of automatically in the event uh, one of the parents dies, completely abandons the family, or for whatever reason is just incapable of acting like a parent. And what it says is that uh, the guardianship of the child or children just goes to the other parent automatically. But then it also addresses what happens when there's a separation, when the parents are both capable of acting like parents, when, when they both want to act like parents, but are living in separate households. And once that happens, um, this is the same statute that gives the court the right to make the decision about who's going to have custody of the children or if it's going to be shared or, or, or what have you. It's an interesting section, and, I, and I, why I talk about it is because I, I tell the story often. You know, when I started practicing 28 years ago, um, there was a, a statute here in Missouri that said whoever files and has physical custody of the child or children at the time, that moment that it was stamped in, is the primary physical parent. And so I always talk about how it was a race to court. And I would say, okay, I'm going to call you when I'm at the clerk's office. Tell me when you have the kids and I will get this stamped in. And the, until further order, they were technically the primary custodial parent and could have all this power. And so in this 5-203, it talks about, I assume, it, I think the words are, they are the joint natural custodians and they may have equal time is that kind of what it's inferring so yeah it, it, it directly it directly states that 
Um, and even go so far as to say that neither one of the parents has a presumptive advantage or, or over the other. And that goes to the best interest of the child standard that we use in Maryland. And that's what custody is all about. But yeah, uh, you know, very interestingly, it says that um, just automatically, again, that parents are jointly and severally responsible for their children's uh, support, care, nurture, welfare, and education until the court makes a decision saying otherwise. And it also says that they have, have the same powers and duties in relation to the, to the children, meaning they should be splitting time equally, they should be splitting expenses equally. Of course, in practice, that rarely happens. So, what, you know, where do the problems come in with this statute? Or, I mean, I you know guys are, they always have issues with custody, they have issues with uh, joint legal custody and trying to get decision making. I guess then the question becomes is, during a separation period, um, it seems as though one parent may try to access control over the other in the time that they get. Is that kind of where you see some of the issues come into play? Exactly. And um, and then what, what do you do about it winds up being the, being, being the question. To ask for the statute to be enforced is uh, a waste of time because by the time you go to court and you ask them to accomplish something, it's going to be to dictate what custody is going to be, not to enforce a statute that said what it should have been. So there's no real way to, 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 to effectively enforce this, this, this statute, not, 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 by, not through the court system at least. Um, but the question is, you know, you know, what do you do to protect yourself in light of this statute being in place? And fortunately, um, what this statute does is gives you the right to do that. It gives you, you know, it doesn't give one parent superior powers over the other. So if the other parent is acting like they have the um, decision-making authority, whether that would be for legal custody-related long-term decisions or if it would be what the schedule is going to be or if it's even going to dictate the schedule so far as you're not going to get to see your child until this, that, or the other, uh, you have the right to take that into your own hands if that's, what, if that's what makes the most sense. And I'm not saying that it always does. It's a good thing to discuss with your attorney prior, you know, prior to doing anything because it can, it, it can certainly backfire on you if you do it too aggressively or if you do it in the wrong way or too quickly. Um, so it has to be accomplished in the right way. But fortunately, uh, you do have the power there and nobody can, can accuse you of kidnapping if you go to pick up your own child from, from preschool or from, from elementary school or, or wherever they may be. Um, just because your other, the other parents said that you couldn't. Yeah, and I think as you mentioned, if you act too quickly or too harshly, but also too slowly, because the status quo, I've mentioned this, we have a book, 10 Stupidest Mistakes Men Make When Facing Divorce. I do these seminars. And one of them is judges tend to kind of go with the status quo a lot. If you are kind of slow to act, slow to react, or slow to enforce your rights. And that is if let's say you're being denied custody and you let months go by, I always, this is the way that I always say is that judge is gonna go, how are the children doing? Oh, they got straight A's. Are they having any behavioral issues? No, none whatsoever. So in my mind, no matter what you've done, um, the judge is gonna say, well, they're well adjusted. I don't care what time or how much limited time you get, right? So status quo can become the best enemy uh, against getting more time, right? Exactly. Um, you, you, you cannot let the wrong situation go on for, for too long, or, or, or even if you're trying to do the right thing, um, it can really backfire and, and bite you. In Maryland, at least, the, um, the temporary custody is decided mainly based on the status quo. So who's going to have custody between the time of filing for divorce and the time the divorce is, is, is granted? Um, that can be completely dictated, almost completely dictated by by the status quo, because that's going to be looked at what's going to as what's in the best interest for the child. So if you 
if you do if, if you do wait too long, then that status quo is established. And even if it's not quite as peachy as you just explained, it could still be detrimental. Um, the, the judge can still not want to shock the children's system, even if they're only doing okay as opposed to wonderfully. Um, they don't they don't want to shock the children's system and completely up, up upend them. So your chances of getting primary custody at that point become small become smaller. And then yeah. how long the divorce proceeds for can also dictate um, what the children become comfortable with because you, you might have a year or so of that situation being enforced. And then it certainly becomes more important if they're doing well. Um, and, at that point, the, the court's going to want to want to continue. What's going to want to yeah. continue doing what's what's working for the child? So it's up, it's up to you to to make sure that you handle it the right way. Yeah, timing is everything, and you know we talk about preparing before you file, and maybe you wait it out until you get a nice status quo type of schedule where you've been doing week on week off or sharing the week, and then you can go look, judge. This is the status quo. Let's keep that into effect for a year and then get the kids adjusted. I mean, I think that's the point of having a consultation with someone like you and where you talk about this is a good strategy because of 5-203. And I think, you know, here in Missouri, you know, in Section 452, which really talks about uh, the, the, with the roadmap for family law, right? And, and maybe, you know, in Missouri particularly, it's not so informative. It just gives you the outlines of the factors the court should consider. Not necessarily here's what the court will do on a status quo, but I guess, the, you know, ultimately, if you're kind of in the middle of it and you're listening, uh, you, you make a record of everything along the way. Make a record of the denials and the, you know, kind of getting in the way of your ability to exercise your rights as a, as a guy, right? It's, it's hugely important because even if you're unsuccessful in trying to, uh, to establish a better schedule, a more favorable schedule, at least you want to be able to show a judge that you put forth the effort and you were getting denied. And a lot of times what that's going to show and you know, along the way is that the other parent was doing this out of spite as opposed to thinking about what's going to be best for the child. And in, at that point, uh, regardless of what the status quo is, you've given yourself a much better chance of success. Yeah. I mean, I always want to, you know, paper the case and, and get away from a he said, she said, because he loses. It's just the way I look at it. And, and that's part of the stereotype that we, we, you know, we face. And it's unfortunate. It's not intentional. I always say it's an unintentional, unintentional stereotype that, you know, you look at. And so if you paper the file and you're being denied, you shoot that email and say, hey, I showed up. As you know, I was at the door and you looked at me and you said, go away and you wouldn't give me custody or I dropped off the birthday gift and, you know, I know you haven't given it to them. You know, it, it's just subsequent evidence that you could use, I imagine, right? No, exactly. And it might be the only evidence you have at, at that point that, that might be useful. So it's, it's important not just to document it, but to stay on top of it, not just do it once or twice, but not even once or twice a week. Once a day is, is not too much if you're being denied access. It depends on the circumstances. Again, that's why it's important to talk to somebody that has some experience in the area. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that one of the first mistakes that men make uh, is the decision rashly to move out of the house. And so how I think this comes into play in 5-203 is what's so equally important is they, they, you know, they have to go to an apartment that usually has no furniture, oftentimes doesn't have a separate bedroom because they can't afford to live in two separate households. And I think that's that's got to be a consideration to have appropriate accommodations for the child and a clean home and a furnished home and an equipped home that you have to think about. 
Absolutely, because you know, once again, you step in front of a, a judge, you need to show the judge that what you're offering is in your child or children's best interests. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you don't have a if you don't have a, a bed for them to sleep in, if you don't have a separate bedroom, if you have kids that are of opposite sexes, depending on what ages they are, it might be important to have separate bedrooms. Always going to be important to have a clean home. Uh, you don't want to get yourself in, in criminal trouble you don't, you know, during, during this time. You just you want to be able to show the judge that you're able to act in your children's best interest and that it won't be a mistake to award you custody. And you know, like one, I think, uh, thorn in, in many guys' sides is that they may not be getting custody. They may not or what they want, but yet uh, we may be telling them, "Look, you gotta, you gotta kind of buck up and pay a little bit of child support here or something," while you've moved out of the house in order to maintain that appearance with you know the judge. Judges are derailed by emotion, and you got to be the victim, the martyr, whatever it takes uh, to play by the rules, even though they aren't. Isn't that kind of what you would think? It's true as well. Uh, again, it's something that you know we as family law attorneys can be helpful with because it might not be every single circumstance that the guy needs to pay child support. It's going to be dependent on several things, um, not the least of which is the party's respective incomes, but their child support guidelines. Information gets entered in the guidelines and it tells you what the appropriate amount of support to pay is. And um, if it's saying that you should be paying something, it's, it's certainly going to look bad for you not to, not to have been offering any kind of support for, for, for your child because it shows indifference. And if, if you do pay, it shows quite the opposite. It shows that you can put your differences with your with your ex or soon-to-be ex to the side in order to do what's best for your child. Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much for talking about this. It's, it's obviously, it doesn't matter that you're in Maryland. It applies to every guy around the country, albeit the, the statutes, the laws, the code is a little bit different. The premise is the same, you know, in terms of putting together a great strategy. So thanks for joining today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, continue to tune in. You're going to get great information and education just like this, a lead you in the right direction. Always the best thing we can say is find an attorney that practices exclusively in family law, just like we do here at Cordell & Cordell, and you'll be put on the right path, at least to getting you uh, to develop a strategy that puts you in a position to kind of achieve your goals. So check us out at CordellCordell.com. Give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. And don't forget to subscribe. Check us out on social media. And go to our YouTube channel where there will be plenty of information, plenty of resources just like this. So until next time, have a great week.